You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's give a big shout-out, as usual, to our Sports Byline affiliates around the country. Big shout-out to everybody listening around the country through Sports Byline. And also to the service men and women out there. On American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home, getting all the news and everything they need to win their leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Chris Bavona, the manimal, with me on the ones and twos, dropping a bomb on it, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam on a steamy Thursday in the big bad city. We're here at Studio 34, rocking Riley's across the street from Madison Square Garden. We got a good show. Listen. Major League Baseball, we have some news in Major League Baseball. The White Sox have traded their ace, Jose Quintana, to the Cubs. We're going to break that down. And also, a lot of, this is the time, okay? The trading deadline is two and a half weeks away. The end of July, Major League Baseball trading deadline. So we're going to start to see some names moving, and we're going to break down what that might mean for your fantasy team coming up a little bit later on. We're also going to keep it moving. As I've said, we're going team by team in the NFL. We have been in the NFC North all week long. Today, we preview the fourth and final team in that division. It is the Detroit Lions. And if you are a true listener to the Fantasy Freestyle and you were listening last football season, you know that the Lions have my favorite name in all of football to say, so I can guarantee you we will mention the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions at some point today. We also, we put the fun in functional sports radio here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to start the second round of our greatest of all time movie updates. We got a big time matchup. Uh, Caddyshack and Dodgeball in the wild card region. That should be interesting. If you want to go and vote, you can. Find us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could always vote on our polls there, polls on the Lions, polls on the matchups. You could always ask me questions. Follow me at Spittin' Speeds as well. When we come back, we're going to dive into this White Sox-Cubs trade. Chicago teams doing business with each other. We're going to get into that and a whole lot more here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues. Deep sleepers. Training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. All eyes on me. 
As we come back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I got Chris Bavona with me as usual on the ones and twos, keeping it so hot that we sweat. Steam helping you win your leagues and win that cash. Let's start, as usual, around Major League Baseball. And listen, okay, we are now past the Midsummer Classic. The All-Star Game was Tuesday. This is the last day or last night before games start back up. You're going to have guys like Eduardo Nunez back in action. Madison Bumgarner back in action for the San Francisco Giants. But I think most notably, we need to start with the trade that happened today, a trade of Chicago teams. I think this is the first kind of real domino at the trading deadline. The White Sox traded away their ace, Jose Quintana, to the Cubs for a Hall of Prospects, including the number five ranked overall prospect by Baseball America and Keith Law, outfielder Eloy Jimenez. This is who's going back to the White Sox in this trade. I think this is very, very interesting on a number of levels. First of all, Quintana has been a name that has been around for a long time in trading circles, along with guys like, say, you know, Sonny Gray, who I think I also expect to get moved in the next couple of weeks. But this, to me, signals that the White Sox are, in fact, embracing the youth movement, embracing the rebuild. They got a slew of prospects. Like I said, I think this means that they're going to make some more moves. Look out for the White Sox. I think that means Yoan Moncada is going to get called up. So if you have him in some kind of, like, dynasty or stash or a Prospect League, Moncada is probably going to get the call pretty soon. I also think it means that the White Sox may make some more moves. I've been talking about... um Todd Frazier for a while, who could be a name on the move. And also their closer, David Robertson, is someone who I think if the White Sox are going to make these moves, they are going to see what they can get for their closer. Remember, I've been saying for a while that the Washington Nationals might be a team that needs to strengthen that area of their contending World Series contending squad. Melky Cabrera could even be another name that is on the move. What I also think it means on the other side for the Cubs. I think it means the Cubs are going for it this year, okay? There's been a lot of talk with the Cubs, you know, is this just not their year? They are trying to bolster their pitching. Their ERA this year is one and three quarters of a run higher than it was last year. And Quintana, though, is not some rental, okay? I expect them to keep Quintana. He is under team control as a 28-year-old all the way to 2020. That is not the only trade that went down today. The New York Yankees made a deal. They traded minor league uh, left-handed pitcher Tyler Webb, and they got triple-A Dud, first baseman Garrett Cooper out of the Milwaukee Brewers organization. This is very interesting. The Yankees have had issues at first base all season long, and they made a move today, which I think is kind of a great move that hedges their bet a little bit because they get a young guy, okay? It's not going to be um, the Korean kid Choi that's been there for the last couple of days. It's certainly not Chris Carter who is going to be the answer for them. You know, Greg Bird went down early in the year. You know, he's still a little bit of a ways away. He was not that effective like the other young baby bombers of Judge and Sanchez and some of these other kids that are coming up. And this kid, Garrett Cooper, 
He's played 75 games so far this season at AAA. He has 17 homers and 82 ribbies in 75 games. This kid is hitting 366 with a 428 on base percentage, a 652 slugging percentage, an OPS of over a thousand. This kid could be the answer. He's going to report to AAA Wilkes, uh, Scranton Wilkesbury, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees give this kid a chance to, um, you know. Hold the position until if and when Greg Bird comes back. We're also hearing, I mentioned about, you know, David Robertson. I think the closer market is going to be very interesting over the next couple of weeks. I've talked about David Robertson, who could be a guy on the move. The Red Sox, it is reported, are interested in Pat Neshek out of the Phillies. And this is a place... The closer position. If you are in, whether it be a rotisserie league or in head-to-head, this is a place where opportunities are created. When closers get traded, that means A... Someone else becomes the closer for that team. And it also means that teams, you know, players that are closers right now may get moved to a team where they no longer are in that role. If you stay ahead of the curve on the closer market, it can be very big things for your season-long fantasy football, uh, fantasy baseball team. For example, the Oakland Athletics, okay? Santiago Casilla, you got Ryan Madsen, you got Sean Doolittle out there in Oakland. Watch if the Oakland A's make a move. It may be interesting to get ahead of the curve and see who would be the actual closer in Oakland. My bet is uh, Sean Doolittle and uh, who might move another name I'll tell you he's injured right now but think about our oldest Viscaino out in Atlanta I think Jim Johnson might get moved also in Baltimore you know Zach Britton has been you know banged up all season long you had guys like block in there in the interim there's now reports that the orioles may be sellers the orioles may be sellers and think about a lot of teams inquiring about zach Britton. a lot of teams are also inquiring because they sort of have a corner infield log jam in baltimore okay you got chris davis returning but what do you do because you got mark trumbo the power hitter and trey mancini has been all right in that dh corner infielder spot as well they may make a move to see what that means for them okay you got also keep an eye on teams like the new york mets the new york mets may be moving you know as Drupal cabrera has already asked for a trade you got guys like curtis granderson jay bruce could be on the move and in the bullpen you could have addison reed move Teams and on a related note, uh, Juris Familia was uh, saying that he's going to start a throwing program pretty soon. So opportunities there. I also look to San Diego, the Padres. The name Brad Hand has been talked about a lot. What opportunities might that create in San Diego? Other San Diego starters like Ulysses Chassin, guys like Trevor Cahill, those kind of guys could be on the move. So all of that is to say. That there are a lot of people out there. Carlos Gonzalez could be on the move. Has had a down season from Colorado. Could he go to a team? Could he go to a team where they could use him maybe even as a DH? Zach Cozart, who was in the All-Star game earlier this week with Cincinnati, could he be on the move as well? So that's something to keep an eye on here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to be giving you... You know, we'll be giving you those updates day by day, every day. And thank you so much for all the people that listen and download, whether that be on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, whether that be on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, on iHeartRadio, wherever it is. What I also want to do is I want to give you a couple of quick diamonds in the rough, okay? Because we are starting to enter the second half. I think there's a couple of guys I want to give you a few bats that I think are pretty interesting that you can get 
under 40% owned in, in uh, season-long leagues. How about Jock Peterson? Jock Peterson has been hot lately with an 11.31 OPS in the last month. In the last month, he's had 17 runs and 15 ribbies, seven home runs in that time, and he's only 39% owned. The Dodgers outfield has always, for years, been a place where you know there could be some movement at the trading deadline to see if there's better opportunities for some of these guys like Jock Peterson. You know, Yasiel Puig could be on the move as well. Mike Zanino catcher for the Seattle Mariners. He's been hot in the last month. He's been the second rated catcher in fantasy baseball over the course of the last month since he's come back from injury and he is only owned in 33% of leagues. So I think that's another guy you could consider on the um on the pitcher side. I know it sounds crazy. But how about RA Dickey? R.A. Dickey, in his last four starts, has only given up three earned runs. In his last month, has struck out 23 guys in 27 innings pitched, almost a strikeout an inning. But what I like is that his whip has been under one. And I think this coincides, if you want to know the truth, I think this coincides with the weather in that new park down in Hotlanta. I was almost, I never knew why R.A. Dickey was in Toronto. Why is a knuckleball pitcher in a dome? When he relies on the, you know, on the wind currents, on the air currents, things like that. And as we know, it gets hot down there in Atlanta in the summertime. We've been talking about how that ballpark profiles, you know, with that basically that wind tunnel in right center field. And now that R.A. Dickey has been pitching much better for the Braves. I wonder if that's sustainable maybe for another month as we enter the summer down in hot Atlanta. So those are some things to think about. But when we come back. Here on the Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears. We're going to go to football. Like I said, I have been previewing different NFL teams every day. We finish up the NFC North today with the Detroit Lions. And you guessed it, my man, Jim Bob Cooter. I'm going to tell you who to sit, who to start, where the value is for the Detroit Lions. When we come back after this here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, fantasy nerds, here's a question for you. What do mozzarella sticks and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network have in common? They're both awesome apps. But seriously, download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app right now and get all your favorite shows and fantasy advice at the touch of a tiny icon on your screen. Snapchat and Instagram aren't going to help you win a fantasy football title, but the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app will. So go get it now on Google Play and iTunes. I had to say, any day where you get to listen to the Fantasy Freestyle is a good day. Ice Cube holding it down. Big shout out to Ice Cube again for that big three league. We've been talking about that a lot here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Remember, they opened there at Barclays. I was telling you about Kwame Brown being the uh, league's leading rebounder. But we're going to go into football here because that's what you know. You know, fantasy football is king here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. A lot of people are getting very, very excited. I was talking a little fantasy football. And tomorrow, I'm going to be talking a little bit of fantasy football 
with my man, the fantasy executive Corey Parson, will be joining us on the fantasy freestyle. He's got uh, you know, he's got some packages to promote. We also, uh, you know, we may or may not be working together a little bit this fall. So we definitely want to build that chemistry. Fantasy executive and speeds the spitting statistician. We're gonna make it. Oh, it's gonna be disgustingly incredible all football season long. But he's gonna come on and join us a little bit tomorrow. We're looking forward to that. I'll see what he thinks about the NFC North and the Detroit Lions. But first, I want to give you just two real quick pieces of news around the NFL. One that I think is interesting is Teddy Bridgewater was spotted working out without his brace. Okay, remember, he had that catastrophic knee injury right before the season started last year. And um, he's still most likely going to be on the pup list for the football season, but he might be on that one where he's designated to return. If he does return, he'll be backing up Sam Bradford. Also want to go to Indianapolis where new offensive coordinator Rob Chudzinski says that Robert Turbin has had a great offseason. Remember, I told you, this is the time of year where we have those greatest shape of his life stories, and this is the case with Robert Turbin in Indianapolis. But I think this is interesting. Because I thought the Indianapolis Colts were going to be a team that addressed their running back position at some point this offseason. But they really didn't as much, okay? They're gonna have they're gonna have Turbin be the backup to Frank Gore. Now Frank Gore is another year older. You know, will he still be able to do it? I think Turbin could be someone pretty interesting. If you're thinking about uh, a handcuff option later on in your fantasy football drafts. But let's keep it moving here and let's get into the Detroit Lions and my man Jim Bob Cooter. I was very high on Jim Bob Cooter and his offense cootering all over the place last year. But, you know, they didn't really do that much. And But the thing is, it all came down to Matt Stafford's health with that hand, that thumb injury he had. He was playing at a Pro Bowl. Some people even thought MVP level for the first part of the season. And then when he got injured, he still toughed it out and wound up playing in 16 games. But it was not the same. I wonder if this year if they can, uh, you know, if he can reclaim what he was doing at the beginning of last year. And here's what I'm going to say. Matthew Stafford is the perfect example of why I'm telling you right now in fantasy football, the strategy wait on quarterbacks. Remember when we were talking about the Packers? I believe yesterday I told you that Aaron Rodgers, while he was the man and while he might be the MVP of the league, he will not be on my fantasy team because I'm not investing a second or third round pick on a quarterback. Matthew Stafford is the exact reason why. You can get Matthew Stafford as late as you want in your drafts. I've seen him going as QB 15, as QB 16 in some rankings. In 12-team leagues, you can get Matthew Stafford as late as you want. And he's a great fantasy quarterback. Last year, 4,327 yards passing, 24 touchdowns. He had the 10 interceptions. But this is a guy who on any given week can pop off for 350 yards because Jim Bob Cooter and the Lions are going to throw the ball. Matthew Stafford is a completely viable option week to week in fantasy. And if you can get him later in the ninth round, something like that, I'll do that and not invest the draft capital that it is going to take to get Tom Brady, to get Aaron Rodgers, to get... You know, Russell Wilson or Andrew Luck or Matty Ice this year. When you can get Matt Stafford, you can get Phillip Rivers, you can get Kirk Cousins much, much later. Matthew Stafford is the perfect example of that. Let's look at their running back position. I have, I'm probably going to be different than most here, okay? Theo Riddick 
especially in PPR leagues, has been an absolute beast over the last couple of years, okay? In only 10 games last year, he caught 53 balls. In 2015, the previous year, he led the NFL with 80 catches as a, as a running back tied with Danny Woodhead. And, and to be honest, most would say there's no reason he can't do it again. I, however, am going to give you two reasons why I don't think he's going to do it again. The first is that he missed games at the end of the season and has had surgery on both of his wrists. I think that's absolutely an important detail to note, especially for a pass-catching back. They originally thought that that wasn't a big deal. I think it is going to be a big deal. I think there's going to be some natural regression for Theo Riddick, okay? And here's the other reason. Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah is a running back who the Lions have been incredibly high on over the last couple of years. The only, they they went up to get him in the second round. You famous I famously know that the Cardinals, you know, were also targeting Amir Abdullah in that draft and then when Detroit went ahead and took him the Arizona Cardinals drafted David Johnson instead, and that worked out pretty good for Arizona because Amir Abdullah hasn't really been healthy. I think this is the year Amir Abdullah can stay healthy. I think Amir Abdullah is a very interesting pick in fantasy, and Amir Abdullah is not your between-the-tackles kind of power running back. This is a guy who went healthy. He will also catch passes out of the backfield and be used in a similar way as Theo Riddick. So that is why, for me, Theo Riddick is my Detroit Lions Fugazi, the guy you need to forget about. He says it's a Fugazi. What's a Fugazi? It's a Fugazi if you think I'm going to admit wrong. Oh, no. what, what is a Fugazi? Well, Fugazi means uh, phony. Listen, he's a great PPR back, and if he stays healthy, he'll probably be great. But I don't think he's going to stay healthy. I think there's some natural built-in regression on the way. And if Amir Abdullah stays healthy, he's a similar kind of back that they use the second-round pick on. I think they will, in fact, want to integrate Amir Abdullah as much as they possibly can. If we go to the wide receiver position, why is there so much hate on Golden Tate? I don't understand it. I was also listening to On Target the uh, you know FSWA award-winning show for best radio show of the year. That's my guys on target. Jake Seely, the all-in kid. We got my man Joey Piece of Pizza and the 1099G. My man Benny Ricciardi on that show, and they agree. You know they all love Golden Tate. Let me tell you something. Golden Tate is a legit wideout too, in my opinion. And the part I like about Golden Tate, especially in PPR leagues, is that he has a safe floor. He is going to catch balls. I think he is a great wide receiver, too, especially if you take, say, a T.Y. Hilton as your one wide receiver because, you know, you never know what Andrew Luck, especially if you take a guy like Michael Thomas who may fall into that sophomore slump. This is going to be a stable wide receiver, too, who is going to get you receptions, 91 receptions last year coming off, you know, multiple years with over 90 catches. This guy locked and loaded. You can get that. However, the real guy I want to talk to you about, it's a tight end, Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is someone who I think is going to take a leap forward this year. Okay, He has gotten better every year in the league. I've told you a few times that tight end is a hard position to master because you have to learn all the blocking schemes and the entire route tree. Okay, He had 61 catches, 711 yards, and only one touchdown last year. Okay, I think that, remember, touchdowns are fluky, and if he just gets you know five or six touchdowns, which is very feasible, he moves up into the top eight of tight ends. They're 
talking him up a lot. You remember I've said in some of these greatest shape of his life stories, Eric Ebron was one of them. He's going to be, they're saying, using you know down the seam, stretching the field a little bit more. I like that this guy entering year four, I think he has a chance to put it all together this year. Eric Ebron is my diamond in the rough for the Detroit Lions. Maybe we don't. There you go. That's my diamond in the rough. Chris Pavona giving it to you, giving you those drops. One thing I do want to note, though, um, and this is like out of left field, okay? The wide receiver position, I was talking about Golden Tate. You know you got Marvin Jones there as well. It is very, very thin after that. Remember, Anquan Bolden has been there recently. He was a, like a reliable first down guy, was a reliable red zone guy. All the more reason I think Eric Ebron's going to pop off. But I think this could be a landing spot. For some out-of-work wide receivers, you have some wide receivers that are still waiting to get signed by an NFL team, and the Detroit Lions could be that option. Remember, this is a team that throws a ton, and behind Marvin Jones and Golden Tate, there's not much. So I could see a guy like Doriel Green-Beckham. I could see a guy like Eddie Royal. I could see a guy like Stevie Johnson. I could see a guy like Cecil Shorts ultimately winding up in an interesting opportunity in Detroit. So keep an eye out on that. If you look, though, to their schedule, I'm I'm sorry. I love Jim Bob Cooter, but this defense is horrible. This is a bottom five defense, and I, that's why ultimately I do not think big things for the Detroit Lions this year. They also have a very, very tough start. In weeks one through nine, it is very tough for the Detroit Lions. They also, like we said, play the AFC North and... You know, those middle teams in the AFC North, Baltimore and Cincinnati, they play both of those teams on the road. I think that is tough. You know, those guys may be in the mix still. They play them both after week 13. So you're going out, you know, outside in the wintertime, going to cold weather cities with teams that might be in the mix for the AFC wild card. I do not like that. Okay, let me tell you something. The over-under in Vegas on the Detroit Lions is seven and a half. I am strong here. I say this is a strong underplay. Speeds the Spitting Statistician says take the under on the Detroit Lions. I do not think you, you will lose if they get to eight wins. I do not think this is a team that's going to be 500. I think this is a team that is pretty much standard from what they did last year. They did not get much better. They lost their left tackle. Also, Taylor Lewan got hurt. That might hurt Stafford. Stafford is on the brink of an injury prone as well. I don't like this team. I think they only finished with a about five or six wins this year. We'll check out what you guys say on the poll. We'll get my man Chris Bavona's thoughts on the Detroit Lions as well when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Thursday. Big shout out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the, uh, you know, the American soldiers out there on bases around the world. Listen via the American Forces Radio Network. We were talking about the Detroit Lions. And right now we got that poll up on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. Of course, your boy at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter as well. We got the pull up what do you think about the lions will they be a super bowl contender a playoff contender a purgatory 500 kind of team or a threat to pick in the top five right now 57 percent of you it is leading think that they are a purgatory kind of 500 team i kind of agree i think they may even be a little bit worse than that i don't think they're a threat to pick in the top five i do think they're a threat to pick in the top 10 we got the manimal chris bavona in here with me uh chris you're telling me off air that you had stafford yourself on your fantasy team what do you think about his outlook and the outlook for the Detroit Lions? Well, it's not necessarily that I just had Stafford on my team. It's how I picked him up. I had actually invested last year in Russell Wilson with my fifth round pick. Okay. And then I ended up picking up Matt Stafford as just my backup. Stafford Stafford was doing it. Stafford ended up uh, starting a little bit more than half of my games because I was just not trusting Russell Wilson anymore. So you are 110% right that a guy like Matthew Stafford is someone you might want to wait on. Exactly. You could definitely get value, a guy that can still win you weeks later on in that draft. And then when it comes down to the Detroit Lions, I'm going to tell you something. Matthew Stafford is going to throw for 4,200 yards. The question is, who is going to catch them? You know, will it be Golden Tate? Will it be Marvin Jones? Will it be Eric Ebron? Will it be Theo Riddick? You know, will it be this third wide receiver to be named later? Will it be Amir Abdullah? That is going to be the tough part. But regardless, let me tell you something. You need to keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, but you also need to go to rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. The Roto Experts lineup, it has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and fantasy football writer of the year Scott Angle. We got nationally acclaimed top ranker Jake Seeley. 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners like Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. We got depth and upside with guys like Frank Stanfield and Mikey Florio as well. We bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the chip. So get the exclusive edge fantasy football package at rotoexperts.com and if you uh, enter the promo code free radio you get a discount when you check out. Let's keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Um, Chris, you know we put the fun in functional sports radio over here, right? And so uh, someone else who was trying to put the fun in sports last night was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the host of the ESPYs. You know, they do this every year now during the baseball all-star break, okay? So when there's really nothing going on, this is the ESPYs where they have the awards, you know, the awards in sports. And I'm kind of, listen, I think it's good that the ESPYs exist, but, you know, with the NBA awards and the NFL honors, I think they went a little too far. I do like the ESPYs. And Peyton Manning, as we've seen before, you know, he's hosted Saturday Night Live and had other kind of things with comedic spots. And he did really well, I thought, hosting. But what everybody is talking about is one specific joke about very a touchy subject as it comes to uh, Kevin Durant. He had a great reaction, too. New was in on the joke, had the deadpan look. If you were watching the show, you know what I'm talking about. But get a gander at uh, part of Peyton Manning's opening monologue of the ESPYs throwing shade at Kevin Durant. And our gymnastics team was so dominant that Kevin Durant told me he wants to play for them next year. (laughs) 
Kevin Durant was not having it. Let's see what else. Oh, he keeps on going, though. He's for that team, Kevin. Yeah. Russell Westbrook, what do you think? Oh, Russell Westbrook, what do you think? You saw how the whole crowd turned over right there. It was very interesting to see Brody's reaction as well. I got to tell you, I agree with most of it because KD and Russ both won SBs. Russell for best male athlete, KD for best championship performance. But I thought it was interesting. Julian Edelman, yo, people were throwing shots. It was like a roast. Julian Edelman, while accepting award, gave uh, Peyton a little bit of praise, but with a little backhanded slap too, saying that Peyton killed the monologue, then went on to say, but we are indoors and Peyton only can play well indoors. I thought that was funny. But when we talk about smack talk, there is really nothing on par with the two gentlemen that are going to get it on in what many people are calling a fight. I am calling a business agreement between Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. I don't know if you know this, but they are going they are going on a four-city like promotional tour. Okay, They started earlier this week in L.A. Yesterday, they were in Toronto. They're in Brooklyn today. And then they go across the pond and are doing their promotional tour in London tomorrow. And this has just basically been a smack talk fest if you remember earlier in the week we had conor mcgregor talking about uh floyd's tax returns talking about how he was on rodeo drive and confident that the pay-per-view should have actually been you know 125 dollars well this is basically they come face to face and just talk smack and so conor mcgregor was lighting up floyd last night my man chris bavona i know we got some audio check out check out how hard conor is going at floyd The crowd is hyped. You sing it, you dance. Dance with me, boy. So check this out. This is now the second day in a row where uh, Connor has called Floyd McGregor boy. And given some of the interesting dynamics here, you know, in the fight and um, him repeatedly saying dance for me, boy, has raised a couple of eyebrows. But Connor is not done there. Check it out. He keeps going. 50 strippers on his payroll this man has. He said he had 50 strippers on his payroll. This is not, yo, he's really going hard at Floyd. Hey, Chris, do we have more of Conor McGregor here? It sounds like we might even have more. This is branded as just them talking smack. Now, you know Floyd Mayweather is not, you know, not one to take this sitting down, but I think it's very interesting. We'll see. We'll probably have more audio coming out of this four-city promotional tour coming up later on this week. When, you know, they go to London now. So, I mean, in all these places, it sounds like the crowd is riding with Conor McGregor also. You hear them chanting, hey, Chris, you hear them chanting to ole, ole, ole in the background? That is clearly a pro-Conor McGregor crowd. That was in Toronto. They're going over to London, you know. Obviously, all the Irish fans are going to come out there. I don't know. This is really drumming up support, it sounds like, for Conor McGregor. Remember, I have been saying that the money is coming in on Conor. The fans are coming in on Conor. It may become a good value. Value bet to bet on Floyd Mayweather. What do you think this is all about, Chris? You think they're just trying to build up buzz because everyone sees that it's not going to be an actual competitive 
competitive boxing match? I think you're seeing exactly why the UFC has so, is so much better at their promotions than boxing is. Why you have more people getting into the UFC than boxing for the sheer fact that it's all about showmanship. That's what Conor McGregor is doing right now. That's what we're seeing right now. It has really nothing to do with the fight itself. It has everything to do with the showmanship. Because let's face it, Dane, you and I know this. We're, we're, we're kind of combat guys. You're probably a little bit more than I am. This fight's going to be one of the most boring fights ever. Yeah, it is going to be a boring fight. If you actually get down to it as a boxing match, Floyd Mayweather is best is one of the best defensive and counting puncher fighters that this world has ever seen. He is an undefeated boxer. And don't forget, this is Conor McGregor's first ever boxing match right now though they are showing the lines at this event that they're doing at brooklyn right now the promotional tour and floyd mayweather is all the way down to minus 700 and connor is only at plus at plus 500 i have no idea how so much money is coming in on connor mcgregor but you're absolutely right chris this is a money making bonanza and as we learned earlier this week floyd needs to make at least about a hundred million dollars so we can pay off those back taxes that that he has to the IRS ever since uh, 2015, but as his uh, as his financial team stated, he has a significant liquidity event coming up on August 26. We'll be giving you all the news you need on that fight over the you know next month before it actually pops off. The last thing I want to get into here on this episode. Of the fantasy freestyle. As you know, we are crowning the best sports movie of all time here this summer on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network. And, uh, we are entering the second round. So it's going to start getting a little bit different, Chris. You know, we had a lot of mismatches, I think, in the first round. Great seating job, but done by the seating committee, chaired by your boy, Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician. Cause we had a lot of, you know, we didn't have that many upsets. I told you how in the basketball region we had Seeds one through eight advance in the baseball region. We had seeds one through eight advance. We didn't. We only had uh, in this wild card region where I have boxing, hockey, you know, uh, racing, golf movies, all sorts of movies. We only had one or two upsets. Ricky Bobby was a big time upset. Happy Gilmore was a little bit of an upset in the football region where we'll revisit later on this week. We did have some upsets, and we're going to get into those as we move along. But tonight's matchup is a 2-7 matchup in the wild card, you know, kind of potpourri sports. And I know, I know, Chris, that you have strong opinions on this one. It is the number seven seed, dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. It advanced by beating Miracle in the first round with 68% of the vote. It is going up against the number two seed that was dominant in the first round, getting 92% of the vote, the number two seed, Caddyshack. I love dodgeball, okay? I love dodgeball with the land. Armstrong scene was hysterical that Ben Stiller Owen Wilson group of guys they do big things the Vince Vaughn guys if you could dodge a wrench you could dodge a ball duck dodge dip I love that movie but I do think interestingly enough I do think Caddyshack will roll here I think Caddyshack has a chance to go very far in this tournament Bill Murray doing big things Chris Pavona how do you see this matchup you know something Dane I thought this would be easy for me to pick and I got to be honest, this is one of the toughest ones uh, of this tournament that I, I'm going to have to pick. But I'm with you on this. I got to go with Classic. I got to go with Rodney Dangerfield and Chevy Chase. Uh, Caddyshack is just, uh, you know, not only is it just a great movie, not only is it a great sports movie, I think of it as the best summer movie Ooh. ever. Ever? 
ever. Chris Pavona with a hot take here on a Thursday on the Fantasy Freestyle. He thinks Caddyshack is one of the best summer movies ever, one of the best sports movies ever. So he's going to be riding with Caddyshack, and he is not alone. Right now, 71% of the vote is going to Caddyshack, and that is a big margin when you consider that this is a second-round matchup against another movie that looked good in its first-round matchup. Do you think, Chris, that uh, Caddyshack has a chance to get to the Final Four? I do, but I do want to see what would happen if it gets. I think it's going to make it to the Elite Eight. It, it, and it's probably going to go round. up against Rocky. Yep. And it's probably going to lose. Okay, so in the next round, it will, if it does move on, it would see the winner of Tin Cup versus Ricky Bobby. I think it might be able to advance there and get to the Elite Eight. We'll keep our eye on that one for sure. I have two uh, little quick pieces of news here in the NBA that I wanted to talk about very quickly. One is that, as you've heard, the Knicks and Rockets are still kind of trying to hammer out a deal for Carmelo Anthony, who might be on the move. Okay, They are now saying that they are trying to do this as a multiple-team deal. It may take three teams. It may even take a four-team deal. It looks like the Rockets would definitely have Ryan Anderson on the move to try to make the money right in that trade. And breaking news, though, it looks like the Knicks are going to hire former Sacramento Kings vice president for their front office opening. And one thing, remember, this is a guy who traded disgruntled star DeMarcus Cousins and got like a bag of balls back so I think if they are going to move Carmelo Anthony it is definitely going to happen now sooner rather than later speeds the spitting statistician calling his shot before the calendar turns to August Carmelo Anthony will no longer be a member of the New York Knicks they're going to get that done before training camp in the NBA starts when we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. I got one more piece of news. Uh, Summer League, somebody we've been talking about for a long time, put it in everybody's eye last night. It was NBA Summer League. Find out what I'm talking about when we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get on board to the fastest-growing fantasy sports radio network in the business. Featuring the FSTA award-winning on-target fantasy, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the rookie of the year in the industry, and it's only growing. Fantasy Sports Radio Network at FNTSY.com slash radio. We on fire here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Chris Pavona keeping it so hot that we sweat steam, dropping a bomb on it, exploding like a Samsung 7. With your boy, Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician. Just to check in again on those polls, like I said, 58% of you think the Lions are going to be around 500. I think they're going to be a little bit less. I'm strongly saying take the under on the Detroit Lions, despite my love for Jim Bob Cooter. I say take the under on the Detroit Lions. I think they're only a six-win team, and seven and a half is the overall under for them. You guys also think Caddyshack will move on in the greatest sports movies of all time. Chris Pavona is going to be riding with them for the duration, it looks like, of the wild card region. I told you, I had one little thing of Summer League I wanted to tell you, okay? What if I told you that last night, Lonzo Ball 
dropped 36 points, had 11 assists, 8 rebounds, and 5 steals for the Lakers summer team as they wound up moving to the playoffs. Lonzo Ball was actually balling. This is not about his dad talking him up. This is about him competing in the summer league. Granted, it's the summer league, but that's an incredible line. 36, 11, and 8 with 5 steals. I wanted to give him a shout-out. But Chris, last thing I'll mention, what if I told you he did that last night? Not wearing his Lonzo Ball shoes, instead wearing the Kobe Nike shoes. What do you think, Chris? I think he's just trying to impress his boss. He might just be trying to impress his boss. Their first matchup in the playoffs is against the Cleveland Cavaliers team. uh, LeBron James came out to watch Lonzo Ball. I wonder what that meant, sending a signal about free agency a little bit later on. Hopefully he's cheering for the right team in that Lakers-Cavs Summer League matchup. All right, that's about it for me, Dane Martinez. He's a spitting statistician. Another beautiful episode of the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks to everybody for following and voting on the polls at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. Thanks to all sports byline affiliates for tuning in and to the American Forces Radio Network getting a little taste of home with spitting statistician. I'll be back tomorrow. There are games again in Major League Baseball tomorrow, so I'll be breaking down starters you need all weekend to win some cash. And I'm going to be joined by my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We're going to be talking about fantasy football, and uh, maybe I'll ask him about the NFC North as well. Come on back tomorrow. Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go. Let's go.